Community Radio with Global Soul. Hey, what's up? You're listening to Bring It In, and I'm your host, Glenn Pierce. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Bring It In Show for all your sports questions and comments. The viewpoints expressed in the following program are not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff. Welcome, everybody, to the Bring It In Show. I'm Glenn Pierce, joined by Jeff. What's going on, Jeff? Can you, everything coming through fine? Yeah, sounds good, man. How you doing, buddy? Awesome. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I mean, that was a... Uh, and just won't sugarcoat anything since it's just you and I. That was a nail biter that the Ravens had. Uh, Lamar Jackson once again kind of um, proven that he has what it takes to uh, dig deep, and not just not just Lamar Jackson. The whole Ravens have what it takes to dig deep and uh, squeak oh, out yeah. a win. Another overtime. I want. I think that I saw somewhere that that was like the fortieth overtime game. I gotta, I gotta look. That no, seems right. that seems crazy though. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's not that, then it's like uh, games changed in the last seconds of the game, or you know, with with no time included. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, another overtime win for the Ravens. I mean, Lamar threw that pick, and it really. I, Almost, I don't even know if I can blame Lamar for it. The uh, the defensive lineman made an incredible play, uh, by popping it up and then falling up, catching it before it hit the ground. Uh, but then the defense came through, man. Uh, you know, we lost to Sean Elliott, is one of our corner, one of our better <clears throat> cornerbacks. So. Another injury, but all good. Uh, I guess the um, the Vikings had a lot of injuries themselves too, with starters out. Um, so yeah, I mean, it you know. Not a pretty win, but they they came alive in that second half. Not a pretty win, but a win. Um, mm-hmm. I saw. I'm trying to bring the uh, story up. I heard the Ravens over last week were trying to make a big splash with a uh, trade that would have brought. I want to say is his name Xavier Howard from the Miami Dolphins cornerback. Yeah, wow. Supposedly they were trying to work on a deal to bring him to uh, Baltimore, but I guess it just didn't work out. So that's that's where we are there. We uh, we had to make a lot of moves early in the year with running backs, so I don't don't know how much money we got left in the books for uh, picking guys up. But, yeah, it's a – you know what? A tough win, got it, and uh, now we're six and two, leading the division by two wins. So can't beat that right now. Uh, we just got to keep distancing ourselves from the other guys in the division. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens with the Steelers tonight. Uh, Steelers and the Bears. I mean that that game seems ugly just thinking about it. But, yeah, uh, I, uh, we got we got Nagy back, the uh, head coach of the Bears. So Justin Fields should be terrible again like he's been until <laughs> <laughs> we'll 
Yeah, um, I'm I'm really expecting the Steelers to do well. We'll uh, touch on that game more yeah. towards the end of the show, but yeah, I saw it was four. There have been 40 games that the team that was trailing in the fourth quarter has come back to win this season. So I mean, it's just. Good. Nice it's good for the NFL, man. That's good. It's yeah. good, good to hear. <laughs> it's it's exciting. Um one game that wasn't as exciting as I expected, and this is that like I sent out that text that I said this was the game to win like a thousand dollars on ten dollars if you're betting no touchdowns. No touchdown. Who would have thought, man? The, the Bills. Bills. I mean, what was going on there? You got Josh Allen against Josh Allen, and of course, Josh <laughs> Allen. I mean, I mean, guy. Josh Allen oh. dominated. I mean, they're starting out. They're talking about it's the first quarterback to ever be sacked by a defensive player with the same name. He ends the yeah. game with what a sack, um, a fumble uh, recovery. Fumble recovery and an interception. And an interception. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Really, uh, the cycle on defense, when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> What's going yeah, on, Kels? What up, y'all? Not much, yeah, not up? much. Uh, yeah, I got John, one of my fantasy leagues, the, the quarterback, and I'm thinking, like, oh, he'll turn it up in the fourth quarter. It'll be, it'll be fine. He'll still get me, like, 20, 25 points. But, nope, none of that. Yeah, it's – um. Man, I I have a fantasy league that right now I'm sitting at 57 points. I still got three guys to play. Um, Herbert, Harris, and Johnson to play tonight. So all I need oh, to do I is get... Got, huh? How many points do you need? I need, to, I need um, 23 points. I think you're good, man. That's uh. Yeah, I might get that with Najee alone. I'm hoping. I'm hoping tonight. That's what happens. That's what I'm kind of projecting. Uh, that's what I'm. This week was crazy, man. There's so many upsets. I mean, what was it like? Seven upsets. It was just kind of insane. Um, Do we know who's good? I mean, I, I was. I apologized to Kells when I took the Cowboys to beat the Broncos bad and. The Broncos were like, what? What? I think the whole world world thought that was going to happen, man. I mean, the Broncos came out of nowhere and played stellar defense. I mean, after getting rid of Von Miller, Exactly. Too, it's, like, it's like you took really- out. I mean, maybe he was the he was the old head that was um holding them back. Holding the young guys back. Maybe he was he was barking a little too much. Adam and things like that, and they they just needed to be freed. I mean, crazy. Hey, they haven't gone negative all year, and they've only given up thirty four as their max. So, yeah, crazy. But still, the Cowboys stretching. People were talking about the Cowboys being the best team in the league two weeks ago, and and now, like I say, do we even know? Like who's good? Um, 
wasn't playing good at all. They, I think they bent, ended up benching a lot of their starters in the fourth quarter because it was no contest anymore. I mean, Cooper Rush wins last week. The game you're yeah. like iffy about, and then you they they go into this game ready to uh, win. You almost thought that ah, we give uh, Dak an extra week off and play Cooper again because he played so well, but nothing, nothing helped. Yeah, I mean, speaking of that, Cooper Rush beating the Vikings and us beating the Vikings, I mean, I think Mike Zimmer might finally be on the hot seat. He's been their coach for, what, like eight years now, seven years? Yeah. Uh, A long time. They they really haven't... uh, They haven't done anything lately, so Jeff just disappeared for a second. So give me one second, and I'm going to try to get those guys back here. But, yeah, the Vikings haven't done anything. And, I mean, all their games, I'm looking down, and they're losing by just a touch every single time. It's, I mean, they lose in in overtime to us. They they only beat the the Lions by two points. When when you're looking at everything, I mean, they come close to the Browns. Who yesterday we saw what the Browns were capable of, and I mean, now I'm just I just. Every loss is so close, is so close. You would think that he wouldn't get put on the hot seat when they're just looking, when they're losing by just a touch. But, I mean, at the same time, those games when you're losing by just a touch, that's just like, those are must-win games. And it's happening over and over again. I mean, I'm looking down down the line at all these close games you got one by the Bengals one by the Cardinals who are 8 and 1 but that they could have easily lost that game because it's just one point different one point difference there so all right there're two games that they could have potentially won because they were so close then you got the Browns one touchdown um the lions they did win that one we're going down the cowboys and the ravens that's that's five games right there that's all five of their losses i just found a way if they had a coach who's capable of jumping in there then they'd be okay they're they're fine with it. If they have a coach me too. that's got me. willing to jump up in there and and actually coach, I mean to make the hard decisions. I but mean, we're we talking about. We're st- I'm still talking about the Vikings. <laughs> Nice. I had to I had to do a little technical work, so I just kept talking about the Vikings. Um, all right, all right. And cool. and 
you guys should have been i hope you guys were still talking because you guys were still live on facebook i was live on the radio so we split up but we met back up i fixed those technical difficulties you know you know one person in the studio sometimes it gets a little a little hairy but we got it but what i was saying um i just want to want to throw this against the wall while you guys are here the vikings I mean, Mike Zimmer should, he potentially could be an undefeated team. He loses to the Cardinals by one point. He loses to the uh, Bengals by three points. The Browns were like the biggest loss they took by seven, uh, a touchdown. But that's like, that's close and you're doing well, but you can't. You can't win. You have to. Those are must-win games. Every one for, of those. Head coach, yeah, it's a win-loss thing, man. And if you if you're on that losing side, your days are getting numbered. I mean, and and I oh, think yeah. when you've been there for a while, and all your losses are by small margins, like Morning. you got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. You got to. You can't lose by that that small amount if i'm the owner i'm looking at the coach and i'm like i mean if i get a coach that's got a better a better offensive defensive scheme that's going to shave those points off and we're going to be winning again i mean especially with some of the talent that's on that team um dalvin cook had me terrified in the beginning of the game um on on fantasy levels and on uh and just watching the ravens yeah. play so i'm cooking some beast man yeah I, I, yeah yeah uh, who knows what's gonna happen with zimmer and, and the vikings but uh, i don't i don't really see them pulling much out after after all these losses they've piled up yeah um what's their record three and five yeah, three and so, five. I mean, they, they could turn it around because, like, dude, I think they have firepower on offense. The problem is the defenses are getting better in the NFL. Like, you can't be predictable and do the same schemes every week. You got to change some stuff up. Yeah. Like, change your formation. Throw Kirk Cousins out as a receiver, even though you're not going to use him, and go Wildcat or something. Anything other than just, all right, X's and O's. X's There's and O's. Vanilla. They, There's vanilla as they get, man. Yeah. I mean, Vic Mangio does that for the Broncos normally, but I guess the last couple of weeks he decided, all right, people are getting tired of this. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, you put pressure on Cousins and he's going to make mistakes, man. I mean, he, yes. he needs to be protected. And, uh, you know, but the Ravens got to him more often than not. Yeah. Um, and kept both of the receivers in check. And they are, they are like, if the playoffs are coming up right now, they're only a couple, they're, two spots out of the playoffs. I mean, they're they're ninth in the NFC in the playoff picture how how that works out. But these close games if they don't get a couple wins under their belt, they're just they're falling every week. It's it's getting harder and harder for them every week. Um I don't know if anybody has I don't think anybody's 
been eliminated from the playoffs. I mean, I know we can all look at each other and be like, the Lions aren't making the playoffs, but yeah. I mean, the Lions, Dolphins, Jets, uh, Texans. Yeah, Texans, obviously. Jaguars. Yeah. Um, even though they got, I mean, crazy, they beat the Bills. Um, but yeah, I, dude, going back to the, now, going to the Broncos. I mean, they're they're right in the thick of it right now. They're everyone's got five wins in that division. Um, what's going to happen there? I mean, Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers. I mean, I still like the Chargers <clears throat> at this point. I mean, maybe the Chiefs figured it out yesterday. Um, but you, of course, that was against Jordan Love, and they could barely get in the end zone. So. Uh, yeah, you have to go. I mean, that's the AFC is so bunched together with winners that yeah. <clears throat> you have to go all the way down to the Broncos at like the 11th team um, to get that to get that uh, separation. It goes Broncos 11th at six and two. Then you jump down to the 12th spot. It's the Colts at, um, or no, the the Broncos at five and four, and then the Colts at yeah. four and five. But yeah. you you go up from eleven until seven to the Patriots, and you got five and four teams right at seven too. So we're so. I mean that's what you're that's what you're getting when you're looking at the AFC picture and the playoffs right now. I mean you got you got so many teams, Broncos, Bengals, Browns, Chiefs, they're all sitting on the bubble and we're we're really only halfway through the season. So it's not like we're going anywhere. It's not like it, it's not like everything's shaped up at the moment. At the moment, I mean, especially for the AFC, because there's there's such a uh, huge distance, a huge distance in the NFC when you go from the sixth place team to the seventh place team. But then, I mean, truthfully, the first place team to the eleventh place team in the AFC within two to three weeks could totally flip-flop. It's going to take a lot more work with the uh, NFC to be able to make that flip-flop. So, I mean, I just want to ask everybody to stick with us while we take a short break for station identification. You're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. This portion of WRUU's programming is brought to you by listeners and by Brighter Day Natural Foods. Brighter Day Natural Foods has been serving Savannah's healthy food and supplement needs since 1978. It is located at the corner of Bull Street and Park Avenue. They have online ordering and curbside delivery available. And now a walk-up window for smoothies, juices, and sandwiches from the deli. 
They are open from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday and 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Sunday. More information can be found at brighterdayfoods.com. Beginning on November 17th and running through mid-January, Vocation Gallery at the corner of Liberty and Bull Streets is holding a 300 and under sale with an emphasis on holiday shopping. All purchases during this period will benefit WRUU. Gallery hours are 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. weekdays and 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Saturdays. You can also find and shop at Location Gallery online at www.locationgallery.net. Senior Citizens Incorporated is looking for volunteer Meals on Wheels drivers. A few hours each week will connect some of our area's most vulnerable residents with nutritious food and a regular knock on the door. For more information, contact Laura at 912-964-5411. Thank you to everyone who made a financial contribution during this fall's on-air membership campaign for WRUU. Because of your generosity, we're able to continue bringing you the music and talk programs you've come to expect. Now we're back on the air with our regular programming. Thank you for your financial support of Savannah's best local radio station and best local talk radio as voted by readers in the 2021 Connect Savannah poll, WRUU 107.5 FM. That's what we're all about. Now, if you've somehow missed the campaign, you can donate anytime at WRUU.org. Donations keep us going. All of us here at the station greatly appreciate what you, the community, do to make Community Radio 107.5 FM and streaming at www.wruu.org possible. Here's to another great year of radio. And you're back listening to the Bring It In Show on WRUU. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at the Bring It In Show. Follow us, let us know what you think, and uh, participate in everything that we have going on. Um, I want to bring out some uh, sports history info for today. I was hoping to uh, be able to share this sports history day with me, myself, Jamie, and and Jeff. I found something nice, but now we've uh, separated from the Bring It In crew. They're still on Facebook talking, but not live on air it's just me so back in 1951 new york yankees catcher yogi berra everybody knows yogi berra there's all the debate on whether he was named or if the cartoon character from jellystone national park was named after him well, in 1951, on today's date, Yogi Berra won his first of three MVP awards. So, 
back in 1951, Yogi Berra won his first of three MVP awards. All right, and that that was that was the uh, fact for Jamie since he's a Yankees fan. I mean, everybody knows the history of the Yankees. Well, for Jeff and I, back in 1966, Frank Robinson of the Baltimore Orioles, he was selected American League MVP, becoming the first player to win the MVP in both leagues. So he was the first person to do it in the National League and in the American League, which that's a... uh, feet upon itself tough hard so as we're uh hoping that our producer gets everything situated and gets the guys back on here we'll see uh what happens what happens with that All right, and uh, man, yesterday some more histories happening in the NFL. I mean, you know me, I'm I'm a Ravens fan, so I'm constantly watching them and paying attention to the history that they're making. Lamar Jackson, he tied Michael Vick with his 10th 100-yard rushing game of his uh, career, so... I mean, Michael Vick, we, we all know the, the Vick story, all the different turns it's taken and things. Um, but Lamar Jackson, in his short career, has already tied up with Michael Vick. Uh, Ten games with at least 100 rushing yards. I mean, Jackson, he's... He's already got 600 rushing yards this season. He's the first quarterback in the NFL with at least 600 yards rushing in his first four seasons. Um, Cam Newton had it in four. Michael Vick had it in four, but not their first four seasons. Um, So they, they got it in their career. He's gotten it in four seasons and I mean it doesn't look I mean barring the worst he doesn't look like he's gonna slow down anytime soon so we were looking at multiple years of this for him um and that's good for for the Ravens and their competition last week the Chargers I mean they they have another hot shot quarterback, a nice young gun, Justin Herbert. And he completed 32 of 38 pass attempts, which 84%, somewhere around there, um, for 356 yards. And, I mean, two touchdowns, no interceptions. There, There's, I mean, and he's he's a young guy, too, this second year I believe I'd I'd have to double check on that but that's uh at 23 he's got the the best completion percentage of any player um 
23 or younger. Like and and that matches him up with Dak Prescott for the Cowboys who had a rough game yesterday against Kelly's um against Kelly's Broncos which none of us saw that coming but I mean it's football and that's the kind of thing that that happens constantly uh in this game when we're watching don't know what's going on none of us have any clue all these guys are such amazing um athletes that uh, any of them can almost any of them can take control of a game in a split second so i mean justin herbert hooking up with keenan allen 12 receptions and 104 yards i mean there, there's not a lot you can't say about these guys Then down here for Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, he uh, he was able to pull the win off today, and he threw for 343 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, is just, I mean, throwing history every single day. And now we're just sitting here scrolling waiting for the game tonight and we're just we're just wondering we're hoping trying to figure out if there is any Odell Beckham news I mean I I just I don't know where do you guys think he's going do you want Odell Beckham Jr on your football team do you trust Odell Beckham Jr we've all seen the catches we've all seen the athleticism we've seen it all do we trust him I don't know. I don't know if I trust him. I mean, oh man. So, I mean, with the Ravens, no, I don't want them. I don't want them part of the Ravens. Not at all. I don't trust them. I don't think um, it's going to work out. Let me see if... He was going to get it or what? I'm sure he probably tried. No, right. 
I hear I'm bringing them back on. I don't know. They might be able to hear me at the moment. I don't have them up, but I'm bringing them back on and I'm getting everything situated for the crew. Wait. Gentlemen, can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. All right, let me... We're just talking about Aaron Rodgers, the polarizing figure that he is. Oh, that's that's funny. Um, I saw a meme earlier today, and now it's a... Uh, I got us hooked up through an iPad that just happened to be in my, my bag, so I don't know. Hopefully this all works out, but... Um, yeah, I saw a meme, and it had a... Uh, Nice little short haircut on him, and it said Karen Rogers. But, <laughs> no, polarizing figure is, I mean, man, I don't know. I don't know where you guys were and what, what's been said. But We were kind of finishing up, but, uh, you know, now that we're back on, it's, uh, yeah, it, he's just, he's just Aaron We were Rogers. talking about how bad Bryce, uh, what is his name, Bryce Love? Uh, uh, Jordan Love. Jordan, Jordan Love. Love. We're talking about how no. bad Jordan Love was. And then we're talking about Roger's stance on, you know, how all this happened. And everyone, I'm sure, heard the interview. Yeah. But, and then also Jeff made a good point. Like, the organization has not really done what he's wanted them to do the last couple of seasons. This will probably be his last season there. I mean, they drafted a quarterback when they should have drafted another piece. Yeah. yeah. Hey. And Jordan Love. Was not the right quarterback based on yesterday. I mean, good no, Lord. And he was all I agree. He was awful, man. He was awful. Yeah, it was it was scary to watch him. Uh, and it, what's crazy about it is that the Packers have had like eight quarterbacks in the history of them being a franchise in the NFL. I mean, between Rodgers and uh, uh, Favre, I mean that that's like. 20 some years right there. I mean, maybe 30. It's up there. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, before them, I'm sure people will want to rip my head off because I don't know, but I'm sure there's a few other quarterbacks that were like long stays, you know? Uh, they're, yeah, the Packers organization, that they're, they're going to have to draft another quarterback next year or, or trade for someone, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Um, there's some guys out there still. He still got. Oh yeah, still got Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um, another polarizing figure. Exactly. Yeah, another an, another off the field, on the field issues. Yep, yep. And then I mean, so now I'm looking at this uh, the standings and see the Saints here right under the Buccaneers. I thought Taysom Hill was going to really be the starter, but I guess because he, he was in a concussion protocol for three weeks straight. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you see him be the man this coming week. Yeah. I, I was, yeah, I was surprised he wasn't there. But like you said, I didn't realize uh, the concussion protocol going on there. Yeah, yeah, that's what was happening. Um, Fal- Falcons got a sneak win yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to take some of that World Series juice. Man, I'm looking at the Saints schedule right now. It's not good for them, man. They actually finish up pretty soft with the Dolphins, Panthers, and Falcons. Um, 
So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But they don't – I mean, they don't have any receivers. They got Alvin Kamara, and that's like it. Uh, none of their receivers have done anything yet this year. Um, Michael Thomas is gone for the year now. Uh, who knows what's up with that guy. He, he played this game a little bit wrong, if you ask me. In the yeah. offseason, he should surgery earlier on and then he gets the surgery at the beginning of the season or during the preseason and and now he's like ah, I'm done had a setback dude dude was the number one wide receiver for like three years and then he got paid and then all hell broke right glad you said it first and man. he rode that contract and he's sitting there and not I mean got his surgery he doesn't want to be there now that Drew Brees is there I guess I did he even yeah. want to be there last year with Drew Brees there? Yeah, I don't know, man. I have no idea. He he's but them stuff. But them needing a wide receiver that uh they were trying to pick up a wide receiver, but it just wasn't working for him um with Odell Beckham and I yeah, mean yeah, he's got a He's going to pass through waiver wire. Uh, yeah, there's no way. Come up because of the contract uh, that they have with him, the, the Browns. They basically they they just cut him and they let, kept his contract the same. And he 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 wanted that. Apparently, there was a meeting with the office and him. Yeah, and uh, he said, "I want to be able to pick my team." So he's going to slide through waiver wires this week, and then uh, he'll get to pick his squad. I yeah. don't know who that'll be. I mean. Like I could see the Saints, but that could be a disaster for the Saints too. Yeah, uh, I like I was saying um, yesterday. I I wouldn't want him to go to the Saints. I don't think he would want to go to the Saints right now, just because the uncertainty of quarterback. Uh, yeah. Jamie and Kells were saying that yesterday also. Like he's never had a true number one quarterback. Um, well, I mean, I mean. Eli, Eli could get him the ball. Eli, Eli could, could get, get him, him the get the. I mean, Eli could get him the ball better than Baker. Is I mean, Baker, Baker and OBJ did not like each other at all. Apparently, <laughs> never. I mean, maybe, maybe it wasn't Baker not being able to make the third read, and it was the fact that Baker didn't want to make the third no. read. No, no, it was that he. he Passed on his first read, I think, is what it was, which uh, was OBJ. <laughs> um, so, so. The thing is, Eli wasn't elite. Baker has yet to be elite, like we've talked about. If we're going to talk about Baker like all of us have, none of us are sold on him. He has not had a, a QB1 yet. He has no. not. No. I'm no. not trying to stick up for OBJ, but I know he wants a quarterback that can get him the ball. He wants a Lamar Jackson a Josh Allen, a Patrick Mahomes, someone that can create space, run outside, and then get him the ball. See, I yeah. think I think Lamar Jackson isn't the answer just because he's still growing as a quarterback. I think – I'm using him as an example. Yeah, yeah. One, Glenn. But <laughs> I don't think I, he needs to go to y'all at all. I no. think – He doesn't uh, even fit y'all's system. The Raiders make sense. Um, the Raiders is what me and Jamie said yesterday. Yeah, they do need a wide receiver now. Derek Carr and speed on the edge was Henry Ruggs' route running ability, and that's what OBJ likes to run is the speed. Yeah. I think OBJ's done now. I don't know. I just he, don't might, see- he might be. He definitely might be. 
I mean, pay me my money and I'm gonna go in the off season. And yeah. he's just, I mean, like like Jeff said, he can pick any team he wants once he clears the waivers. I think that's tomorrow at four o'clock is when that process yeah, is over. Yeah, I think you're right. And then, I mean, whoever he's talking to right now, they'll they'll finally announce it. I mean, do we get the announcement tomorrow night? Do the do the Jags are the Jags because they're like one of the only teams that could. I think there are nine. You know teams. who I see? You know who I see picking him up? And he, they've done it a hundred times in the past. Bill Belichick, man, he takes these guys and makes them what they're supposed to be. He does. Uh, I, I could I could see Bill putting them in his place and getting them going and and really making him a, a baller i mean look what they did with antonio brown they do randy moss they 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 go after these big name wide receivers and right now they don't have a big name wide receiver i mean you got jacoby myers and and he's not a big name nelson aguilar a bunch of garbage really yeah um, i mean he goes there and he's the number, number one two or three or something. yeah he's definitely so the number I, I one. see that and the patriots are in the hunt man. yeah they could their defense man their defense always is playing i'll give them that yeah no doubt um who's their running back damian harris or something damian harris and they got ramondre stevenson both of them went out with some sort of head injury or something yesterday but uh yeah i you know harris is good and ramondre stevenson i mean watch out next year he he could blow up he's a good target for a mid mid to late round pick in, in fantasy i think next year um but yeah yeah would the titans pick up obj i don't think so i don't i don't think so yeah um, not with but julio's always out i mean yeah i don't know the colts hey i but carson wentz i don't know if him and obj would get along carson wentz is a little bit soft <laughs> Not. As far as a mental perspective goes, um, but yeah, that's a that's an option. Yeah, I think Colts might be an option for him. I, mean, I don't think anyone in our division in the AFC North, but uh, the Chiefs are always an option too. The Browns, I could see the Browns picking them back up because yeah. just because they make the dumbest decisions ever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they do make bad decisions. <laughs> hey, Jamie. But, but, man, what did they do without OBJ? We talked about it yesterday. Yeah, they – Better team without him. They've always been a better team without him on the field. I mean, so yeah. it's yeah. just bad. I can see – I think the Patriots, the Raiders – the Saints and the Chiefs are, are pretty much the front runners to pick him up. As yeah. far as contending teams. Uh, maybe the Colts. I don't know. I think he'd be pretty dangerous with the Packers. I don't I don't see the Packers are, are so strange in, in that sense. Because you got Devontae Adams and what if him and Devontae Adams hate each other? Then like good luck just made the team worse, right? I mean, Aaron Rodgers won't put up with this shit. I'm sure. Yeah. Who knows if he'd like even you know want to mess with 
OBJ. Bro, from a front office perspective, all that hey. drama with Rodgers in the offseason, they probably don't want no more drama the rest of the way through. I agree. Yeah. I do think they would be he would be good for X's and O's because you got Devontae on one side, Rodgers on I mean uh Rogers in the middle and then uh OBJ on the left and then Aaron Jones. Yeah, we Yeah, that would be he, it it would be it would be awesome and it could be a sneak peek of what any team would be able to get because wherever OBJ goes, he's most likely just signing a one-year deal and Aaron Rodgers oh, no is question. trying to get out of there. Maybe they uh, pair up for the end of the season, show some flashes, and then go go pack it up and move to Pittsburgh. But talking about... You know be a scary spot for him? I don't know huh. if they have the money for it. I don't think they do. But if the Cardinals added him... I was just yeah. thinking that. Cardinals, that could be a spot... <laughs> He could fit in. Uh, yeah. You got I mean, Kyler Murray who's going to deal that ball out to everybody. Uh, yeah. A.J. Green seems to be getting hurt a lot. He started playing good. He's uh, he's definitely he not the guy. Baller. Yeah. You swap yeah. you swap A.J. Green out with uh, mm-hmm. OBJ, and it if, he, if he's getting the ball and he's happy, then they turn into something. Yeah. I could see that so sure. much better. Um, and I mean, it, once he—it's a one-year deal, like yeah. you said. I mean, they're they're trying to win it all this year, man. The Cardinals are looking good. Um, they're all they, still competing with the Rams, and all they have to do is pay them the league minimum one year, right? As yeah. long as he's okay with that, he's going to have to. Yeah, yeah he, he gets I to mean, pick his team. I mean, there, there will be. Four or five teams that are definitely going to be trying to pick him up. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll well, see. isn't whoever picks him up responsible for like seven million or something in his contract? No, because the contract they, they cut him. Yeah, once he clears waivers. If he through waiver wise. Yeah, exactly. If so a team grabs him up it. today or tomorrow morning, they'll have to pay. If they claim which him knows. on the waiver wire, which goes from. The worst team to the best team gets the option like that. Um, but if they picked them up that way, then they have to pay the seven mil for he's, just he's this year. And there's no, way. yeah. And that's why he told the Browns because they were ready to cut him like a three million, four million dollar check. So he would get picked up on waivers. And he was like, nah, how about you just, just cut me? We'll leave yeah. my contract intact, so yeah. nobody wants to pay me seven million. I mean, no. almost a million a game until the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, how crazy, man! <laughs> oh, that whole situation's just not. I, I just feel like D Hop and JJ Watt on the same team. Our teams didn't want us either, bro. Come on, man. Yeah. I could see, I could see the Cardinals getting him, man, and I could see him wanting to go there. I mean, it seems like it would be a good fit for everybody because they've got receivers that can handle their own in the meantime, and you know they make that. Yeah, they James Conner resurgence. Run. Oh my goodness, James Conner, crazy! Look at him, dude. Oh, he had a Ball. game yesterday. Mm-hmm. He was, He's been I think, dude. I think I was playing against him, but he was on the bench, luckily. So nice. I, I'm happy about that. But, man, yesterday we were talking about this, um, about the 
NFL Sunday ticket and being able to watch our games in our areas and how how tough it is. I mean, especially if your team's going through a rough period where you don't get the luxury of seeing your team play on um, on just a random like Sunday night, Monday night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we got this this direct TV ticket that is, I mean, truthfully, direct TV is, I think they're ready to get rid of the Sunday ticket because it's been bleeding them as a company. Uh, they pay $1.5 billion, I believe, or $1 billion a year. One billion a year, I, I think, uh, to have the Sunday ticket. Sunday ticket costs three hundred dollars per subscriber, um, but they're still they're still not making anywhere close to the amount of money to be able to do this. There are a couple companies that are in the market to purchase this. The NFL is actually talking about the deal should be done early February, I believe. They'd like this deal to be done before the football season ends. The DirecTV package, that contract goes on to the 2022-23 season. So we still got a little ways away, but Disney is looking at trying to uh, bid on it. Amazon is supposed to be a huge bidder on it, which which Amazon, I mean, the only way to even get this on a streaming service right now is if you live in a market that DirecTV isn't sending satellite signals to, supposedly. I don't have DirecTV, so. But... So now, now all these streaming services, ESPN with Disney and, um, like I said, Amazon's looking at buying it, looking at ways that they could break it up so certain people could possibly buy just your team's package and and things like that. Um, but it's looking like Amazon's trying to bid on this. 2.5 billion and Amazon loves this idea because as you're watching the NFL ticket on Amazon and they know that you just bought the Broncos package they can flash up their advertisements for Broncos jerseys Broncos hats and I mean they can cater to you a, a little better and I mean Everybody's going after the prime now, and it's uh, everything's just growing like that. So, I mean, as I don't want Amazon to own everything in the world, I'm okay with them owning the rights to the football contracts because it, I mean, I Amazon hate, makes everything easier, doesn't it? <laughs> exactly. I hate that Amazon makes everything easier, but I mean, it truthfully makes everything easier. Um, I mean, they're building a new where Amazon warehouse around me. So, 
I mean, in like a six months, I would be able to order something at the studio, and it's probably at my house by the time I get there. Uh, they're making it too easy. But what happens if Jeff Bezos ends up buying the uh, Washington football team and Amazon's already got this contract? I mean, I did my head's just going through a whirlwind but i i know i don't like how direct tv has gotten the sunday ticket and you can't you can't just purchase the sunday ticket i wish the nfl would just keep it and let us all buy it from them something But starting next year, Amazon, they do own the rights to Thursday night football once this yeah, I mean, season's I've been, over. I've been watching, been watching football on Amazon on Thursday nights since last year. So Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Is there is there anything different when you're watching it on Amazon? No. Okay. Normal broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'm all all about trying to figure out ways to be able to watch my my team. Exactly. Yeah. So we got tonight's game, Jamie. I do get to watch them tonight. Yeah, buddy. You do get to watch your team tonight because they're playing on Monday Night Football. They're going up against the the Bears. Um, The Bears. So. <clears throat> what's going to happen tonight? What's the line on tonight's game? Probably, probably somewhere around three. I got a, I got a bunch of alternative lines. What's really going to happen in this game? So we can look at alternative lines. Like I, I mean, was trying I to show you. I think the Steelers just lay them down. Really. Uh, it's probably not going to be a high scoring game, but, uh, you know, I think it'll probably be, I don't know, 24 to 13 or something silly like that. Um, probably going to go under. That's my guess. Uh, I, I need it to go over for my fantasy leagues, <laughs> but I mean, I got Mooney going in one. I got Allen Robinson, who's been absolutely terrible going in one. I've got the Bears defense going. I've got Chase Claypool going. I mean, I'm hoping Claypool gets in the end zone two times. I hope Najee Harris gets in the end zone a couple times. Um, I got a DFS lineup that I got uh, Najee as the MVP, and then uh, Claypool and Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet and Deontay Johnson. So uh, I, I think I think you can't go wrong with Deontay Johnson. The Bears give up a lot of a lot of points to the receivers. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, you, know, you got to make yeah. it make it right. But uh, Najee Harris, the, the Bears are tough against running backs, but not pass catching running backs. So he, you know what Ben does? He dips it off to him, dunks it off him every other play. It seems like. Yeah, there's a lot of that. How many receptions Najee getting tonight? Man, I I'm going more than that. I'll say eight. What's the line? Eight would give you plus uh, two ninety. Woo! That's rich. I put some. I put something down on that line. Six gives you plus one twenty-seven. 
six is definitely safer. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Like, if the Bears can't do anything on offense, then the, the Steelers might not have to dunk it off to them. But that being said, I still think that's part of their game plan. I think the Steelers will be doing it, and I think they're going to be calling a lot of plays to him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. What, what uh, What's the receptions over – or what's the uh, yardage on that for Harris? On Najee? Let me see. Yeah, Let me see. Receiving yards. Where are we at? We got four minutes left. Najee Harris. Uh, 21 is oh. negative 357. That's the lowest you can pick. What's the next up? 31? 31, 41, 51. I, I, think, I think there's no question he gets 31. And a touchdown. If he's catching six balls, it better be 31 yards. I mean, that's five yards a catch. I mean, yeah, there should be no question he's getting over that. Touchdown, he'll probably score two touchdowns. Yeah. I wouldn't put anything more than one, though, because that makes it real risky. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Josh yeah, Allen was supposed to get three. Yeah. There's a bigger biscuit involved. Maybe just run that parlay with all Najee. <laughs> everything yep yeah i think he's gonna be the star he, it's it's a monday night game man they're gonna be he's gonna people are gonna be scared of Najee after this game not that they aren't already but like this is gonna be a showcase night for him i think yeah I, I, and deontay will probably catch nine balls himself i mean that he's the number one target there um, um i hope claypool has a night yeah I need yeah. I need like four catches for eighty yards and a touchdown out of Claypool. That'd be I'd be good with that. You remember Claypool last year? What did he score three touchdowns on a Monday night or Sunday night game? Four, right? Four, wasn't it? Was it four? He, four, yeah. He scored four at <laughs> one time. Oh, He's God. the first guy I've ever seen go from twenty percent rostered and in the following week go to nineties. Yeah. The boy, the boy's legit, man. I, they, they nailed. I'm really expecting uh, a big game from the Steelers tonight. Uh, yeah. It it means a lot, especially with the Bengals taking that loss yesterday. I mean, yeah. it'll just it'll just thrust them back up. In I mean. They're already in second place, and and just helps give them a little bit of distance. I mean that that's what from now until the end of the season's about is distance, right? Yeah, yeah. Had those wins, man. Yeah, I think the Steelers. There should be no question. Now that being said, look at all these games this week. Where seven of them went uh, to the underdog, so anything yeah. can happen. That's why they play the game. But Thank you yeah, for listening. Remember, we're here every Monday, 11 a.m. to 12 o'clock noon. And always stay tuned to 107.5. You're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. WRUU.org, Savannah Soundings, Community.